The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the content providers and should not be viewed as an endorsement of any product or service. Nor does it reflect the views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to In the Kitchen with Courtney. It is Sunday, December 11th, 2022. We are 14 days away from Christmas. So you have 13 days to get your Christmas shopping done if you haven't already. Uh, so tonight we are making some appetizers that you can whip up and take to a party. And um, so we're going to do sausage balls and spinach dip. So uh, for, before we get started, I want to thank a few people. So I want to thank Tori, our host, for helping out tonight. And Darcy, he is our streamer connector, clubhouse person. He's all around wearing three hats tonight. So thank you both so much for helping me out tonight. So, um, and I want to thank everyone for joining us and those in ACB Media, Zoom, and Clubhouse. Welcome, welcome, welcome. So like I said, today we are going to be making um, sausage balls and spinach dip. So first off, we're going to get started and we are going to make our, mix up our sausage balls. Kay Lala is the co-host now. And while those are cooking, we'll work on our spinach dip. All right. So the first thing you want to do is you want to preheat your oven to 350 degrees Fahrenheit. And that would be about 170, 175 Celsius. And Tori, if that information is incorrect, please correct me. But I think I'm learning how to convert to Celsius stuff. Okay. All right. So the... The ingredients we will need for the sausage balls, three cups of Bisquick, one pound of bulk sage sausage or breakfast sausage, um, and a small jar of cheese Whiz or eight ounces of sharp cheddar cheese grated. You don't want to use the pre-grated stuff because um, as we've talked about before on this call, it has a coating on there and I've tried the pre-grated stuff. So, um, but it has a coating on there that doesn't mix in well when you're making sausage balls. So I've got my Bisquick already in my bowl and I've opened up my sausage. And the way I open it up, you've got your little, what they get, it's called a chub. So you've got your chub and I've got the, uh, the ends of it going left and right. So it's laying horizontally. I just take a sharp kitchen knife and at one end, and I pierce the packaging and slide that knife down the packaging to the other end and flip it to where the sausage pops out into my bowl. And right now I am, um, I'm just breaking up my sausage a little bit, but the mixer, I'm going to put this, uh, use my stand mixer to mix this up tonight. So it'll go a little bit quicker. And if you don't have a stand mixer, you can use it by hand. Uh, you know, uh, you can mix it by hand. And um, so I almost got this broken apart. And then I'm going to wash my hands. Remember, when we're working with raw meat, we always want to wash our hands when we finish before we move on to something else. All right. I think that's good enough. So we're just going to put that in the mixer. And then we'll add our cheese once it's thoroughly mixed. Let me just wash my hands real quick. Okay. 
All right. So now I'm just going to slide this onto my mixer. And if you love to cook, haven't talked to Santa yet, ask for a stand mixer if you want, if it fits within Santa's budget. And it doesn't have to be a KitchenAid, it can be any stand mixer. So, okay, I'm gonna turn that on and I'm gonna let that do its thing for a few minutes. And while it's mixing up, I've already grated my cheese. And um, so we're just waiting to add that in. And I have a, a, um, a cookie sheet already lined with foil. And it also has some um, cooking spray on it so that those won't stick. They typically don't stick because of all of the fat in the, in the sausage. But I just want to make doubly sure that they don't. So what I'm doing right now while that's mixing up, I'm working on um, my spinach dip a little bit. So I've got my spinach here. I've had it's been in the freezer, but I thawed it out. It's in a bag. Sometimes it comes in a box, sometimes it comes in a bag, just depends on where you get it. So this is already thawed out. And I'm gonna open that up. Not with that knife because I use that for my sausage. All right. So I'm gonna open this up and I am going to just dump it in a strainer and let it strain just a little bit, or drain, excuse me. Um, and I'm just cutting this bag open just with a knife very carefully. Because my scissors are not where they're supposed to be. All right, so I'm gonna get me, I'm gonna use just, um, just like what I drain my pasta in, so it's a big plastic strainer, it's got, um, they're not huge holes, but they're, they're bigger than, you know, it's not a mesh strainer. So, but the spinach, you know, that's going to fall through. So I'm just going to place that in my sink, dump the contents of my spinach in there, and let it drain while we work on the sausage balls, because I think my mixture is almost mixed up. I'll make sure I get all that. Okay, well, we'll work on that bag in just a few minutes after we get cheese in and get it going. Right. Wrong way. All right. So now I'm just lifting my in, uh, lifting the mixer part. So this is, um, I'm using the paddle attachment to mix this up, and it's all gunked up on the paddle. It didn't, it, it mixed, mixed well. Yeah. Okay. So do we have any questions so far about uh, what we've covered on the sausage balls? We'll go ahead and, and zoom. And if you have any questions in Clubhouse, just go ahead and get your hand raised and Darcy will bring you up on stage. We do not have any hands. Okay. Nothing in Clubhouse yet either. Nothing in Clubhouse. Nope. All right. So I wanna hear from you. Have any of you ever made or eaten sausage balls? I know I've been in some um, calls where, you know, we've talked about different food things and people had never heard of sausage balls before. So, um, I have my, my girlfriend makes them a lot. Does she? Yep. Okay. Awesome. And it sounds very similar to the recipe that you're, you're using, if I can recall. Yeah. And you can use any kind of cheese you want. Um, one of the coffee shops around here, they use pepper jack cheese in theirs. And I'm like, I gotta try that. <laughs> 
So since I'm the only one in the house that will eat them. All right, do we have any raised hands, Tori? Nope. Nobody? Oh, yes, we do. All right. All right, who do we have? Monica. Monica. Monica, Hello. you can make these if you haven't already. I haven't, but I've never made them, but I have eaten them, and they're delightful. I would they like are. to make those. Um, I was going to say the pepper jack one would make it really spicy like more mm -hmm. spicy than normal so if you like that mm -hmm. then that's awesome yeah i've got enough stuff to make two batches um but i don't have the pepper jack cheese but i think i'm gonna get me a block of it yeah i think I would and, and i missed a little bit of the beginning do you sure fry the sausage or no. do you bake it you bake you, bake you it don't all do, together you, you bake it all together you just put raw sausage in with your biscuit and if you are like me and you need to do gluten-free, if you look for gluten-free Bisquick, you're going to get the pancake mix and it's got the sugar in there and it is too sweet for something like this. Or for me, it is. So um, what I have learned is, and I've tried them and I love them, they make a um, gluten-free Cheddar Bay Biscuit mix like the uh, Red Lobster Biscuits. You can get a box of that and that's equivalent to about three cups of the Bisquick. And there you have your gluten-free okay, Bisquick. Mm -hmm. So, all right, so we've got the cheese in there. All right, and I'm going to turn that back on and let it mix. And I'm gonna wash my hands and then we will work on that spinach a little bit. Make sure this is doing what it's supposed to be. All right, yeah. All right. So I'm going to remove the um, strainer out of the sink for just a moment. So I'm not washing my hands over the spinach. Because again, we're not cooking the spinach dip. Um, and I want to make sure that I'm don't have any cross-contamination at all. All right. So um, I'm going to let Darcy go ahead and read the ingredients for the spinach dip. And that way we can just kind of be working on it a little bit as we go as well. All right. So we need one package of frozen chopped spinach, which you've got straining, I assume. Uh, one and a half cups of sour cream one package of vegetable soup mix, one cup of chopped water chestnuts, one cup mayonnaise, and three green onions chopped. All right, thanks Darcy. So I'm just cleaning out the bag here, just making sure I've got most of the spinach out. I mean, there's still some little pieces in there, but it's chopped spinach, so it's not gonna be, you're not gonna be able to get it all out if it's in the bag. And I'm gonna run some water, some warm water over this because it's still frozen in some spots. It's been out over 24 hours, but, but we're gonna make this work, folks. We are gonna make it work. All right, so we'll let that thaw a little bit more with that warm water. And we will go ahead and check the sausage mixture, see if it's all mixed up. And if so, 
I hope you're busy making sausage balls. Yep, it is good. So I'm gonna clean off. Mm, I'm gonna clean off the uh, attachment here because it's gotten all clumped up around it. And then we'll get to rolling out those sausage balls. And we're gonna cook these for about 20 to 25 minutes in an oven that is heated to 350 degrees. And so um, I'm gonna ask Monica, I'm gonna put her on the spot since she says she's eaten them. Um, and again, if any of any others have eaten them, I want you to chime in too. But Monica, do you like any like dipping sauce with yours? And if so, what do you like to dip it with? Boring, I like it plain. <laughs> Okay, I never thought fine. of putting dipping sauce with it, but that's interesting. Yeah, so um, you know, I never have either. Um, I've never really had them a lot, just at my girlfriend's, and none of them did, so I just never, never even gave it any thought. Yeah, I never thought of it. I've had um, a version of them without cheese when I was ooh. eating. When I used to eat meat, I, it was one of the things I tried. Did you like them? Mm, not really because I don't do the taste of meat but that was my only issue right okay um, but when I had them it was with ketchup and stuff like that and then they were edible yeah so again depending on my mood and the situation if I'm making them and I'm at home I like them with ketchup or mustard again it depends on my mood of the day what my taste buds are itching for so um but it's typically ketchup Hi, Most of my is... family does like them, and they have them with ketchup. Okay. This is okay. Kathy King. I jumped in a little bit late. What are we making? Tonight we're making sausage balls and spinach dip. So right now we're Excellent. talking sausage balls, and we're mixing those up real quick. Never and, had uh, them. Ah, they're good. So um, while I'm still cleaning off my attachment here, um, so. It is three cups of Bisquick and one pound of breakfast or uh, sage sausage, however, you know, you want to call it. And um, you mix that together and then you mix in either a small jar of cheese Whiz or one block of grated cheese of your choice. And the pre-shredded cheese does not work for this recipe, so you'll need to grate it yourself. All right, do we have any other hands in Zoom? We do not. Okay. Do we have any in Clubhouse, Darcy? We do not either. Okay. All right. So I'm just uh, taking about, it's the size of maybe a ping pong ball, maybe a walnut. And I'm just rolling that in my hands till it's you know kind of smooth on the outside. Smooth. And, um, then I'm just placing it on my um, prepared cookie sheet. And these are not like cookies. They're not going to rise or anything. I mean, they may rise a little bit, but they're not going to rise and separate much. So you don't have to leave like the two inches between each one. So you can just fill up your pan and, and all. And these make probably about two, two and a half dozen. I guess it depends on what size you make your sausage balls. All right, so um, I'm gonna 
I'm going to pick on Tori and Darcy a little bit, and y'all can raise your hands and participate as well. What? So I'm going to go to Tori. Tori, what kind of party appetizers do you like? If you were, let's just say you were at a virtual party and you liked all the stuff, or you know, there's a thing that we did a couple of years ago for me that it had my my version of cheese in it but, you, but we did it with real cheese for other people as well which mm. cheese and cranberry sauce in pastries oh what um, kind of cheese did you use for for the mm. people who had the actual dairy cheese yes um red leicester okay not heard of that one uh, it's a mature cheddar type. Oh, I like the immature stuff. <laughs> it's got a slight nutty taste to it as well. Okay, I would like to try that. So, um, and another thing is um, a, a spinach and feta parcel, which is spinach and chestnuts and feta cheese in pastry. Hmm. If you have that recipe, you know, you, you could send it over for, for somebody to try out because that's got all the stuff I like. So, all right, Darcy, what do you like to have at like a party? Oh, I love this. Is this all these kind of things are, are my favorite things? I love these kind of like hors d'oeuvre things. Like, I like, um, I, I think I would like all the stuff that, that Tori described. Plus, I like, you know, um, like the like those little uh cheese balls and like the mozzarella sticks and like um um like little egg rolls you get and um mm -hmm. i like all I like all that kind of stuff like all the finger foods huh? oh yeah i love that yeah do we have any hands in clubhouse uh, that want to participate and tell us what they like to eat up what kind of party food they like yeah there's no one here right now there were a couple people we, we've but... got some in zoom okay all right well who do we have first we have Kayla La first. Ah, Kayla, I'm missing you. <laughs> Hi, I'm here. I'm just cooking something different. Um, <laughs> so, um, but I just wanted to share the one, one thing that is often um, requested when we have people over is my feta dip, which is really, really, really easy. So um, you get a container of... Uh, onion uh, dip, like the onion dip that kind of comes in the same container as the sour cream. Um, and I usually get the larger one. And then I get a block of feta cheese. Um, you can buy it crumbled. Um, I tend to buy it uncrumbled just in a block because it's, it, it crumbles really easy and it's cheaper in the block than pre-crumbled. You usually get a little bit more in that. And then you add um, fresh uh, like dill to taste. So you can either get fresh dill from your, your, um, the veggie area of your grocery store, or you can get, um, it like in a jar, like in a seasoning jar. And you just add a little bit, I'd say probably like, depending on how much you like of dill, I've never actually measured it. So I'm going to say maybe like a half a teaspoon, maybe a little bit more, depending on how much you like it. And you just mix, I usually I'll take the dill and I'll mix that into the dip. And then I add the cheese in, and then it's amazing over crackers. Another really easy one I love, and this is the super, super easy one again, is 
it's just a block of cream cheese with salsa. So whatever salsa you like, you just take a block of cream cheese and you put that in the bottom of a container and then just pour a jar of salsa over the top. And that one's really popular as well. And it's two, you know, each of these are two, three ingredients and they take like five minutes to make. And people are like, this is amazing. And my daughter yeah. thinks I should make feta dip. So <laughs> there you go. You'll send me that recipe. I'll, I'll send it on this one. Yeah, I just, that's all I know. That's how I make it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's very technical. I'm going to have to try really, that. Really yeah. yeah. It's really, really easy. It's very easy. cheese and, and salsa. I know my mom's made that in the past. And what she does is she like, and I don't remember what kind of bread it is, but she does the thing where you like, you hollow out the bread and you put yeah, the stuff it's... in it and then you use the pieces as like to dip with. Mm-hmm. And she's yeah, also that's... just like a type of spinach dip that way too. Yeah, um, that's how I, I like to do the spinach dip if I'm going to take it somewhere. Yeah. Um, it's to do the bread. And um, we use a Hawaiian, King's Hawaiian bread. It's mm-hmm. kind of a sweet bread. And um, so, yeah, you just cut off like fourth of the way down, you know, just cut off the, the top of it and then you cube that up and then cut out or scoop out the rest of the the bread and um, leave, you want to leave about a quarter of an inch, half to a quarter of an inch of bread in there. And then that way it doesn't fall apart on you. And then just put your spinach dip in there, put your cheese cubes around, uh, not your cheese cubes, your bread cubes around it. And then um, it's ready to go. That's really yummy. All right. Thanks, Kayla. So who else do we have? Monica. Monica, what do you like to eat at a party or take to a party? Well, I like to have chicken tenders. Um, yeah. And I also like having the, from Costco, you can get the, it's called the spinacopita with the spinach and the cheese wrapped in the phyllo Ooh. dough. Um, Ooh, but I was going to talk, I was going to talk about another thing of Visa, like Kayla does it with the cream cheese and the salsa and I was going to suggest the cream cheese with a sauce it's a like a raspberry sauce by Robert Rothschild is a person and <laughs> there's a, a jar of sauce the Rothschild sauces and it, it tastes so good with any kind of cracker and you Yum. just put it in a bowl and put the sauce around it and just let the cream cheese soften and then you take oh. a knife and cut it, you know, into little cubes and put it on the cracker with the sauce. Oh, yum. Yum, yum, yum. Those are um, my ideas. Yeah. And it's something that I don't think I've ever eaten it at a party, but I've got the stuff to do it is taking a block of cream cheese and putting some pepper jelly on there and then serving that with some, some good crackers. Um, and I have some homemade pepper jelly. I have like four or five jars over here. So I've got plenty to do that with. I might have to fight my husband. He has he'd never eaten it until I bought, brought some home. And he's like, that's good stuff. I'm like, I know it is. <laughs> it's homemade. So, all right. So I've got those. Uh, I've got my pan full. I didn't think to count to see how many we had before I got my fingers all gooey or cleaned up. Sorry. All right, so we're going to slide these in the oven for about, I'm going to set a timer for 20 minutes, and we'll check them in 20 and see how how done they are. 
So I'm gonna go ahead and set a timer. Alexa, start timer for 20 minutes. 20 minutes, starting now. All right. Do we have any additional hands in Zoom? We do not. All right. Do we have any in Clubhouse, Darcy? No, we do not, not at present. All right, so um, I'm gonna dig out my soup mix. I forgot to do that earlier. There it is. Oh, we have a hand now. Okay, go ahead. Kathy. Kathy? Hi, hi there. I've got a question for you. When yeah. you're um, cooking like a hamburger or those um, sausage balls mm -hmm. and you're using a talking meat thermometer Mm -hmm. I'm finding that the the meat the, the meat is too thin for the meat thermometer. You know oh, what I'm right. saying? Right. How do you go about using the meat thermometer when you don't have a big piece of steak? Um, that's a good question. You just typically, you know, if it's that thin, um, you you can put a fork in it, and uh -huh. you know. Just not all the way through, just about halfway through and turn it a little bit. And if it, you know, kind of flakes up or, you know, turns easily, then, you know, your, your meat is done. Um, oh. If it doesn't turn, then um, it still needs to cook. Unless, you know, if you are one of those who likes their steaks, you know, rare, medium rare or medium, then, you know, um, I like my, I like all my meat done. <laughs> so, so that and, would work for your sausage balls or for a hamburger, something like that. For for meat, like um, like your hamburgers or steaks, it'll work for that. For your sausage balls, it's going to go by texture. Um, okay. So they're small enough because they're about, like I said, the size of a walnut or uh, of a little ping pong ball. So at 350 for 20 minutes, 20 to 25 they, it should be done. Again, that's depending on your oven, how hot, you know, some ovens cook hotter and faster than others, and some of them don't. Um, so mine's kind of in the middle there. So. Good question. And if, you're, if you make out your own hamburger patties, then, you know, maybe not do them quite so thin. Mm -hmm. and, um, and you don't want to stick the meat thermometer all the way through it you want to go about halfway exactly yeah and so it goes and all then, the way through then you're touching the pan exactly and you're not touching you know you're not getting an accurate temperature for your meat mm -hmm. so, yeah good question thank you. thank you Matthew, and thanks for joining yeah. us tonight mm -hmm. all right do we have any other hands Tori no all right any in clubhouse Darcy nope not presently all right thank you all right, so now my spinach, um, what was still a little frozen, has thawed out. So a little warm water did the trick. So now it's it's really wet. So what you want to do is you want to squeeze it dry. And you want to try to get as much water out of that as you can. So I just take about, again, about the size of a um, ping pong ball or a walnut. And I just squeeze it until I get as much of the water out as I can. And again, I'm just squeezing it over in my strainer. And then I'm just putting it in my bowl that I'm gonna be mixing it up in. And I went ahead and chopped up my onions. So I just, instead of doing the three green onions and I like onions, um, 
I just used a whole bunch and there was about five in there. So a little more, it's not gonna be. On this one, you know, this recipe, if you add a little more of something, it's not gonna be a big deal. Right. So I've got those sliced. And for those who, you know, are not sure how to slice green onions, I will talk you through the process of how I do it while we're doing the spinach here. So they come in a bunch and usually there's um, like some kind of band around them holding them together. It might be a plastic band that has the UPC code on it, or it might be a rubber band. So I remove the bands. Then I take a knife and I trim off the ends where it has like the little fuzzy, hairy stuff on it or the white part, if you have some vision. So I just slice off that end and it's not gonna be very a very big slice. Then I look at the green part of the onion. And usually there's gonna be kind of like the top layer. The green part is gonna be kind of yucky. If, and you'll know if it's yucky. If it feels like it's something you would not want to put in your mouth and eat, then it, it needs to come off. Um, so I usually remove that top layer and then I fill the rest of the green part and just cut that away as well. So I just take you know a paring knife and just slice it and I do all that over a trash can so I don't have to try to find it whenever I'm getting ready to wash my onions. And I do that to all of my onions and I take them over to the sink, run them under some uh, water and wash them really well and try to get any, you know, because uh, sometimes there's like a little bit of a membrane on the onions. So I try to make sure I get all that little membrane off. All right, we're almost there with our spinach here. And then I just lay them on a cutting board I usually do about two at a time and I just line them up parallel to each other and I just begin slicing little slices and so I would say they're maybe an eighth of an inch thick a quarter to an eighth or an eighth to a quarter however you want to say that inch thick and then they're ready to go for your recipe then I had a can of sliced water chestnuts so I drained those and I rinsed them to kind of get all the yucky stuff off, um, you know, because there is some kind of broth and liquid in there. And so just rinse those off. And then um, you don't want to put them in there sliced like that. You want to either um, slice the slices, so cut them into like little matchsticks and then dice them. Or what I did is I put them in a mini food chopper and chop those things up and dump them in my bowl and they were ready. So already done a little bit of the prep work on my spinach dip. So I've got the onions already in my bowl and the water chestnuts that I drained and chopped They're in there. And now we are adding our last little bit of spinach. All right, just a little bit more. Okay. Now that I have just little pieces of chopped spinach on my hand, I'm just going to rinse those off because I'm going to be touching some other things and I don't want to leave spinach all over my kitchen. Since now oh. seems to be a good time to interrupt you, Kayla sure. has something to say. Sure, go ahead, Kayla. So um, I just wanted to point out that that liquid that you drained off your spinach, um, rather than letting it go down your, your sink, um, you could drain it into a bowl and then use that in a soup stock. 
I've not thought about so that. So what I thing. do is when I do that, I just have a Ziploc in my freezer that I keep adding veggie um, juices, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, to, and then when I make a soup, whether it's a chicken soup or whatever, I add a little bit of that in and it just adds extra nutrition and no one notices That's and it's wow. yummy. So I just wanted to point that out that that's some Thank extra you. nutrients you can keep. Great. Thank you for that tip. And, you know, you can, um, you know, pour that liquid in like an ice cube tray. And it's not going to, of course, it's not enough in there to really take up the whole tray. It might take up one cube and freeze it like that. And then just plop it in a Ziploc bag with some of your other vegetable broths or, you know, chicken or whatever broth you have. Um, and then, you know, if you need a little bit, then you've got that little bit you can take out as a cube. So, and just stick it in a Ziploc bag. And as we've discussed on here, the Ziploc bags come in many different sizes. And I've got to remember these, these tips that I tell you guys so that I, you know, I can do it too. But you can get, you know, two, three gallon bags if you want something that big, but, you know, use a gallon, two gallon bag to start putting those little ice cubes in and you can just reach in and grab what you need. All right, do we have any other raised hands? We do not. Okay, any hands in Clubhouse, Darcy? Nope, not right now, there's not. Uh, all right, thank you. Okay, so now that we've got our spinach, our onions, and our water chestnuts in there, I'm going to add one envelope of vegetable soup mix. This is similar to the, you know, the French onion soup mix, except it's got different vegetables in there. And then the recipe calls for one and a half cups of sour cream. I have a sour cream container here that I have used out of, and it's a 16 ounce container. So there's gonna be more than a cup and a half in there, but I'm just gonna, instead of measuring, I'm just gonna go ahead and dump all of that in there. It just give it a little more zing. And then we will measure out our sour cream. I mean, our mayonnaise. And then we'll mix this up. All right, Tori, where are we on time? Thirty-four minutes past the hour. Thanks, Thank you. I was just checking. It's just about to answer, but I was just checking. <laughs> That's fine. Either one of you is fine. It's fine. All right. So I've just about got that container emptied out. And the, um, the spinach dip, it's good served with like club crackers or Ritz crackers, uh, veggies, um, maybe good with some chips. I'm not sure. Oh, well, it would be good with tortilla chips because I've eaten it with those before too. Uh, and then the bread cubes. All right. So I'm just rinsing my spoon so that I can use the same one for my mayonnaise. I'm just cleaning that off really well. Some of the things I like to take to parties or have at parties, um, of course, a lot of you mentioned some of my favorites. I'm a sucker for any kind of dip. Uh, if it's not a traditional dip or a new recipe, then I want some of it. I want to try it. Um, some of the things, you know, there's Rotel dip where you take a, um, a pound of um, Velveeta cheese and you cube that up and melt it down and add a can of 
diced tomatoes and green chilies. And some people, um, they want to kick it up a notch. So what they will do, they will add in, say like, um, trying to think like a can of cream of mushroom soup and then a pound of cooked breakfast sausage. So that's where you would want to cook the sausage beforehand. And another one that I like, and I will send out this recipe, but we're not gonna have time to make it tonight, is oyster crackers. So you take um, a box or a bag of oyster crackers and you put them either in a Ziploc bag or a bowl. Then you add some cooking oil, like canola or vegetable oil. And I don't remember the exact measurements on that, but again, I will send out the recipe. And so you take that, a package of dry ranch dressing mix and some dill weed. You mix, just sprinkle that over, mix your crackers in real well, and then cook it in the oven. I think it's like 200 degrees for an hour and you stir every 15 minutes. It may be two hours, I can't remember. Like I said, I can't remember exactly. You can make a really nice lemon and dill one with avocado as well. Mm -hmm. And um, then I like the little smoked sausages or meatballs. And I, I do the same thing for the smoked sausages that I do for the meatballs is um, it's a package of either the meatballs or the sausages, or if you want to mix them, you can do that, but you'll have to double the other ingredients. Um, but we'll say a package, uh, the little smokies, little smoked sausages, and a jar of, or a bottle of um, chili sauce, and then one can of cranberry sauce. Um, not the whole bill, not the whole berry, you want the, um, the jellied cranberry sauce. Put that in your crock pot and turn it on high or low. It doesn't matter. It's just going to take a little longer on low and leave it alone. And then if you do it on high in a couple of hours, come back and look at it and it should be, you know, should be done and just mix it all up and it's good to go. But those are yummy. And then wings are cheese cubes, so you know. Little sandwiches. I like to eat if y'all can't tell. And the more junk food, the better. <laughs> I guess that's why I have so many problems. Because I like all that yummy good stuff. All right, so I have my mayonnaise in there. My jar was almost empty, so I just finished the, adding the jar of mayonnaise. I didn't measure out the rest of it. And so now I'm just mixing this up with my spoon. Again, this is something, if you wanted to mix it up with your stand mixer, you could do that as well. Just put all the ingredients in there, use the paddle attachment and mix it up. Let it go for about one or two minutes. And it, sh it should be good. good. Or you can do it the old fashioned way, mix it with your spoon, or if you wanna really get into it, you can mix it with your hands as well. All right, do we have any raised hands? We do not. Okay. What about you, Darcy? Nope, nothing here. Oh, we oh. do. Okay, who do we have? Monica. Monica. All right, before you speak, Monica, so I've got this mixed up. And before you eat it, you want to let it chill, you know, put it in the refrigerator and chill out for about two hours. 
so all the flavors and the longer it sits in the fridge the better it is so it'd be really good mixed up 24 hours ahead of time all right go ahead monica okay so i thought of another appetizer idea that all right. you probably know about it already you take the any meatballs you put them in the crock pot you mm -hmm. buy a jar of grape jelly mm -hmm. and buy a jar of chili sauce and let mm -hmm. it cook on high like you stir it together and let it cook yep. on high that's yeah. another easy one mm -hmm. and i've used like um the grape jelly and mustard a small oh. jar of mustard a small jar okay. of small butter of mustard and mix that up mm -hmm. so. all right so our spinach dip is done and you know i had to lick the spoon before i put it in the sink you know we don't want to put 30 dirty dishes in there not with food on them and it tastes so really you have to yummy. make sure it's safe to eat right yes yes so um you know i have to be the cup bearer before for so those of you who know about the cup bearer in the bible so yeah and if you wanted to add some more ingredients to the spinach dip you could do that if you wanted to add cheese um you know you know some shredded cheese or if you want to add little bitty cubes you know cut the cubes into smaller cubes um even some Parmesan cheese would be good in this as well. Um, right. So we've got that done. And I'm going to just go ahead and put that in the fridge. And that and some tortilla chips will be my dinner. That is sausage balls. So all this stuff that I made tonight, I get to keep for myself. Um, because most of you know, my husband does not do cheese. All right, let's check the timer and see how much longer we have on our sausage balls. Alexa, how much time is on the timer? You have two minutes and 20 seconds left on the timer. All right, so we have about two and a half minutes. And while we're waiting on the sausage balls, um, kind of go over what we're going to make next week. I'm not 100% sure, but it's going to be some sweet treats. So uh, we may do some fudge, we may do some cookies, or we may do both. Um, and or we may do some other dessert all together so um so if you have something that you would like to some kind of sweet treat you would like to see me fix next week raise your hand and tell me and i'll, I'll do it because i need some ideas some of my favorite sweet treats of course are the fudge the ritz crackers with peanut butter dipped in almond bark and and uh, you know and the oreo truffles do we have any hands darcy doesn't look like nope. Okay. And do you have a favorite sweet treat for the holidays? A favorite oh, cookie or sweet treat? Yeah. My mom makes these these things with um like bars or squares or whatever you guys call them with like marshmallows and peanut butter and um butterscotch chips and I can't remember I think there's peanuts in them and they're really, really good. They sound good. I think I've eaten something similar to that before, and yes, it is good. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you for sharing. Tori, do you have a favorite holiday sweet treat? Shortbread. Shortbread. Yes, that's good, too. That's good, too. And I'm going to be making some at the end of the week because we're not doing it on the cooking corner because we're doing other stuff. Yay. Yeah, I remember Christmases with at my house, which you know most of well, most of you know we lived with my grandparents because my parents divorced, and at Christmas we would have two card tables full of sweet treats, 
um, my grandmother would spend a month, you know, baking cookies or making up cookie dough anyway, and baking cakes and and um, just making all kinds of yummy stuff. And I miss her caramel cake. Oh, I miss it. Alexa, stop. All right, do we have anybody who wants to share, Tori? Doesn't look like it. All right. I'm going to ask Kayla if she can chime in, if she's still here, what she likes. What are some of her favorite sweet treats? I know she does some homemade caramels, and oh my goodness, those things are yummy, yummy, yummy. So if you ever have an opportunity to try some of Kayla's caramels, jump on it. All right. So, okay, go ahead. Do you want me? Yeah, yes, so what I've made this weekend is a white chocolate raspberry fudge, mm -hmm. a chocolate fudge, chocolate chip cookies, white chocolate cranberry oatmeal cookies, and bark, uh, peppermint bark. And oh, yeah. I'm about ready to make some brown sugar crackle cookies. Okay. Um, this call, I'm jumping on a plane and going to I was going to say, I'm, I'm on my way over. Cause... So we might need to end this call now. Oh, and yeah. banana bread. And I made banana bread. Wow. <laughs> so, so, so. I my sausage balls. They need a little bit more time. So I'm going to put them on for about three more minutes. Alexa, add three minutes to the timer. Well, I don't have it. Alexa. Yeah, no, I have a good timer. So I'll start in three minutes. Start thank you. Thank you. Thank you. He knows what I'm trying to say. All right. So, um. Another thing that I make, and I've got the ingredients to make it, and that's why I make it next year, I mean, next week. It's um, the cranberry pecan bark. So you take um, a package of the white chocolate or the almond bark, I'm sorry, or you could use white chocolate chips if you wanted to, and some cranberries and um, uh, chopped up pecans, and some granola, and you mix that in your melted uh, almond bark and drop it by spoonfuls on a cookie sheet and let it harden, and that stuff is yummy too. So I may do that next week because I don't have to measure out my ingredients. <laughs> and I've made the peppermint bark too, and it's really yummy, really yummy. All right. Well, if you don't have any questions, so I'm going to kind of go a, over We have things. someone now. Oh, awesome. Yeah, awesome. Herbie's here. For those of you Herbie, welcome, Herbie. Welcome. All right. So my big question is for Kayla. Um, where do you find the time to make all that stuff? I mean, no you don't strike me as a robot. So I, but you're talking about making all this chocolate fudge and chocolate cookies and the brown sugar. Uh, in between other stuff I have to do. So right now, if you came into my kitchen, um, it's in full prep mode. So on one counter, I have um, just like a staging section with all my commonly used ingredients. So my dark sugar, my brown sugar, my white sugar, a variety of different chips and everything like that. So all my ingredients are right here. Um, and so what I've been doing is just I have an hour now. This takes 45 minutes to make. I'll make it real quick. And so that's what I've been doing for the last week or so. 
All right. Well, if you ever feel like you need some extra work and you'd like to come to my kitchen. (laughs) No. um, I'm ready for a nap. Ever thought about visiting Canada? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely, actually. She'll be there like June, July, August, and September. (laughs) I make it. Yeah, when it's hot here. Yeah, I make one dinner and I'm worn out. And, you know, what? You sure you don't want to take it? I'm eating it as I go, so I'm getting re-sugared up. There you go. I see that works. So you got to test it. Of course. Of course. You know, the key to trying, you know, looking like we do it all is, you know, especially starting like mid to late November, you can start making up your cookie doughs and and freezing them, you know, go ahead and roll them in a ball, freeze them, put them in a Ziploc bag. And when it, Alexa, stop. And when it gets time for your, um, to start making cookies to give us gifts or for holiday parties or such, then all you have to do is just pull that out. So if you have an hour, you know, say a spare, spare hour each day, you can mix up your cookies or your sweet And that's exactly what I do is Mm -hmm. so right. I'm putting braille labels on each of the Ziploc bags. As I take the cookie dough, I make it into balls. I put on a cookie sheet, put it in my deep freezer. And then once they're frozen, I put them into the Ziploc bag that I put braille on. And then when I'm like, okay, we need to go over to this person's and I need six of each of these cookies. I can just cook them up real quick, so everyone is getting fresh made cookies, I am um, just, fresh I'm, baked I'm just cookies, so glad and everything. That I do virtual meetings. I don't have to bake cookies for everybody. Yeah. Well, I've been doing <laughs> this for probably twenty years, so I kind of have a system down. It's not no. my I mean, first rodeo. I, I, mean, I, I enjoy my <laughs> once a week cooking call, and I'm ready to take a nap. And, you know. <laughs> and, and wait, you mean you don't? Um, can I can I just butt in for just a second? Yes, ma'am. You sure can. You've got 10 minutes left, Courtney. Okay, thank you. Thank you. All right. Do we have any other hands? No. In in Zoom or Clubhouse? Not in Clubhouse. Okay. So we'll just chat for a little bit longer. So I just took my sausage balls out, and it did need an extra three or four minutes. So um, they're a little more firm now than they were earlier. So they're good and done now. So we're going to leave those on the pan, let those cool for a little bit, and then I'll have that with my dinner. And you don't have to save the sausage balls just for Christmas. You can do them any time of year. I know some people who make up sausage balls, even cook them, stick them in the freezer already cooked. When you're ready for them, just take them out of the freezer, cook them for about 10, 15 minutes at 350, and they're done. And you can serve those, you know, with like some eggs or or something in you only have to cook the eggs because you've got your biscuit, which would be your biscuits. You have your sausage, which would be your meat, and you have your cheese. So if some people like, you know, cheese with their eggs or something. So there you go. You've got breakfast almost done there. And it takes how long to whip up some eggs? You know, maybe five minutes. And, you know, so you can have dinner on the table in about 15 minutes. And most of that is because you've got to let the sausage balls cook. Them. You know, I bet if you had an air fryer, you could throw some in there and it wouldn't take very long to, because that thing. I it wouldn't. I haven't done that. I need to drag out my air fryer. Oh, I use that thing I all the time. That. I may try that. Um, I don't have the counter space to keep it out, so I have to put yeah. it in my pantry. So. All right. Oh, yeah. I forgot. I also make crack candy. 
Oh, tell us about your crack candy. Oh, so it's really easy. So it is a cup of butter and a cup of brown sugar. And you melt that on the stovetop and then let it boil for like four minutes. Um, and then actually before I start that, I take a, a cookie sheet and I put parchment paper on it. And the recipe calls for saltines, but I prefer to use graham crackers. So I lay down a layer of graham crackers and then um, you pour the brown sugar um, butter mixture over your graham crackers. And I take a wooden spoon and I kind of spread it out the best I can without touching it because <laughs> it's hot. And then you pop it in the oven at 400 degrees for four minutes. And then when you pull it out of the oven, you just take chocolate chips and you sprinkle it over the top of it. And it's typically, if you get the smaller chocolate chips, like not the minis, but the regular size, they melt really easily. This time I had like larger um, uh, chocolate chips because I got the dark chocolate and they just tend to be a little bit larger. So they didn't melt as well. So I popped it back in the oven for a minute and then I was able to just spread out those chocolate chips because they melt, let it heart, like set up and harden. And then you just break it apart. And I try to break it on the lines that the graham crackers make, but I, I'm not so great at that. So they're pretty odd shape, but they're super yummy. Oh, those are good. I've had, well, I've had them, my mom's made them with Ritz crackers before, but I bet they'd be even better with graham crackers. Yeah. Mm. And it's nice because the graham crackers lay out, you can put, put them right next to each other. Oh, you can yeah. You just spread across it where the Ritz are, you'd have little holes. Yeah, because they're round. And, yeah. Yeah. So how do you yeah. make your raspberry fudge? Um, so I made a white chocolate fudge, and then I took a raspberry jelly, a seedless raspberry jelly, and I took it and I swirled it into the fudge, ah. like while the fudge was still warm. All right. I can I can send you the recipe if you want that I that would be yes. great. <laughs> yeah, if you want okay. to send it, and then I'll I'll send it out to y'all, to y'all. Okay. Because I'm thinking I might make some of that too. I don't know. I've got all it was kinds pretty of baking simple. stuff, and, and uh, I need to use it up. <laughs> and so, so you use a, a condensed milk, and I bought the larger cans of condensed milk, but you really only need the five-ounce can size of condensed milk because I didn't realize that was three-fourths cup, and that's what it calls for. So you can skip a step of measuring and just get the five-ounce can of condensed milk. <laughs> so... <laughs> But nice. yeah, and it uses um, marshmallow fluff in it also. Okay. So well, it's pretty, it's scrumdily umptious. Okay. Yeah, Kayla, if you will send out that recipe. And if y'all, if I don't send it out, that means I've decided I'm going to make it next week and I'll send it out after the call. So, um, so yeah. All right. Do we have any raised hands? No. Okay. All no, right. Nothing in Clubhouse either. Nothing in Clubhouse. All nope. right. Thank you so much, Darcy. Mm -hmm. So um, we'll go ahead and close the call. So thank you all so much for joining us this evening. Thanks to Tori for hosting. Thanks to Darcy for connecting, moderating, uh, streaming, all the hats that he's wearing this evening. Thank you, Darcy. And um, Kayla for chiming in and all the others that have chimed in. Thank you so much. I appreciate you coming. If you need to connect with any of the um, cooks at ACB, you can send an email to acbcooks at gmail.com. 
and let me know who you want that to go to and I will get that and you know forwarded on to them. If you would like to receive the recipes that I cooked tonight and any other recipes that we send out on any of the other calls, um, and sometimes I'll send out some interesting articles as well, send an email, a blank email to acb-cooks plus sign subscribe at acblists.org. And if you need those two addresses again, if you'll look in the description of this call, you will find links to those email addresses. And next week, again, we're going to be doing something sweet. So we'll be doing some sweet treats to take to parties or give as gifts as well. All right. Again, thank you all for coming. Thank you for connecting us to the media, Darcy. And we will see you at the next community event. Y'all have a great evening.